0: I'm Nikayla Zimmerman, 2000 graduate of the University of Kansas, and I'm standing in Allen Fieldhouse, the greatest fieldhouse in the state of Kansas. Did
1: you always call it an outhouse? No, I didn't call it an outhouse. That's what it sounded like. Episode 29, A Tale of Two Fieldhouses. I'm Merle Riedel, and you're listening to a May 21st, 2007 podcast from the Kansas State Historical Society. In this podcast, museum staff reveal the story behind the story about artifacts featured on the Cool Things section of our website, kshs.org.
2: We are building a religion. We are building it bigger. We are widening the corridors and adding Welcome
1: to the fourth episode in our series dedicated to objects from the museum's current exhibit, Game Faces, Kansans and Sports. Today's episode takes Assistant Registrar Nikayla Zimmerman and I to the campuses of Kansas State University and the University of Kansas. What do these two rival schools have in common? In the 1950s, one architectural engineer helped design the athletic fieldhouses at both schools, and we have the drafting table he worked from we'll interview a man who 50 years ago worked with this engineer to construct the now famous Ahearn and Allen Field Houses. And by the way, who were Allen and Ahearn? Well, they weren't camping buddies. Later in the episode, we'll return to Six Degrees of William Allen White, and reveal how this small town editor was connected to the Legend of Zelda, possibly the most influential video game franchise in history. But first, a Tale of Two Field Houses.
0: Good
1: morning, Michaela.
0: Hello, Merle.
1: Um today we are podcasting from A Hearn Fieldhouse on the campus of Kansas State University in Manhattan, Kansas. And we are here today to talk about a drafting table, actually, that you wrote about in your last cool things. Um who owned this drafting table, and uh, what is its connection to Ahern Fieldhouse?
0: Well, the drafting table belonged to Donald Gentry, who was a structural engineer with the firm of Finney and Turnipseed in Topeka. Um, Gentry worked at the firm from 1946 until his retirement in 1983, and he was a structural engineer. Um, after he retired, he purchased the table from the firm for $125 and installed it in his home.
1: What was the name of the firm?
0: Uh, Finney and Turnipseed.
1: <laughs> I like that name.
0: Uh, Gentry uh, was one of the structural engineers who came up with the design plans for uh, Ahern Fieldhouse at K-State and Allen Fieldhouse at KU.
1: So he was the structural engineer for both field houses, and he did his work on this drafting table. That's right. Um, the two field houses uh, are named Allen Fieldhouse at KU and Ahern Fieldhouse at K-State. Where do those names come from?
0: Uh, Well, Ahern Fieldhouse is named for Michael Ahern. He came to Manhattan. He was a a British immigrant who settled in Massachusetts. He came to Manhattan from Boston um, to teach horticulture and a year later they asked him to coach the football team. So in addition to coaching football, he also coached uh, baseball and was the university's first golf coach and the first tennis coach. Then for 26 years he was the athletics director. So in nineteen thirty five he's
1: Mr K State.
0: Yeah, busy guy. Yeah. They actually call him the father of um of athletics at K-State. So that makes sense. In 1935, he started pushing to get a new basketball facility built because K-State was playing in Nichols Gym. It was too small, and he saw the need for a new facility. So at that time, he started trying to get money and support for this new facility. Um, When it was actually built, the facility was not named after him initially. It opened in 1950, and it wasn't actually named Ahern until 1954. He died while it was being built. So then, Allen Fieldhouse is um, named after KU's basketball coach um, Forrest Fogg Allen. Allen played basketball. That's Fogg
1: with a Ph. Fogg
0: with a Ph. Yeah, Fogg was his nickname. Not a Ph.D. Not a Ph.D. No. Uh, Allen played basketball at KU under coach and inventor of the game James Naismith, and. Um, He coached at uh, Baker University in Baldwin, Kansas, and then at Haskell Indian Nations University in Lawrence, Kansas, until he came back to KU in 1919 to take over the coaching responsibilities for KU. Um, During his 39 seasons, he had a record of 590 wins and 219 losses, and he was the driving force behind the addition of um, basketball to the Olympics in 1936. In the 1920s, he was the man who started saying, KU needs a new facility so um, then uh, he actually became the first person to have a state building named after him while he was still alive, because it was named Allen Fieldhouse when the facility opened and he was still living.
1: So when you were researching this, you actually came across somebody who knew Mr. Gentry, actually worked with Mr. Gentry when he was doing the plans for these buildings. Can you tell us a little bit about this guy?
0: Right, that man's name is Warren Corman um, and he did work with Mr. Gentry during the process. Warren Corman was one of the architects who worked on the drawings um, the design portion of the field house and then uh, Gentry was a structural engineer. Um, Corman was a young architect just entering the field. worked for the state architect, and then worked for the Kansas Board of Regents. And today, he's 80 years old, and he still serves as the special assistant to the chancellor at KU. His office is literally right next door to the chancellor's office, Right. so yeah. Um, We had the opportunity to talk to him in his office about a week ago, and uh, this is what he had to say about his experience as a young man working at the state architect's office, um, who was responsible for the construction of Allen and Ahern field houses.
2: Not probably. I was the youngest architect in the state architect's office because I started there in 1946 as a young draftsman while I was still going to college here at KU in architecture. In those days, I was doing all the flunky work, whatever they needed to do, the gopher and, and uh, lettering and bordering papers and all that kind mm-hmm. of stuff. But, that, when the uh, Ahern Fieldhouse job came up, we all got to work on that, and I forget the exact date, it was in the late 40s, 47, 48 long there, and I remember Fogg Allen down here was so mad because uh, this little tiny college up there in that tiny town was getting a new fieldhouse, and he'd been trying for 25 years to get a fieldhouse.
1: Why was Fog Allen so mad about K-State getting their fieldhouse first?
0: Well, Fogg Allen, of course, he had started campaigning for KU to get a new facility in the 20s. And K-State didn't start campaigning until 1930s. So he'd been at a little longer, begging for money a little bit longer. And I think that kind of made him upset. And also, the basketball rivalry back then was huge. It was much bigger than it is today. And by that, I mean K-State actually won a game once in a while. <laughs> so, uh, nice. yeah. So I think he kind of felt that... Um, they were as, KU was as deserving and then when K-State got their new facility um, it diverted a lot of attention from Fogg Allen's basketball teams and K-State teams were playing really well and I think it upset him. He kind of saw it as maybe a little bit of favoritism on the part of the Kansas legislature for them you know giving money to the rival school and not giving money to his school. Um, And actually it may have uh, benefited him in the long run, you know both places did need new facilities and when K-State got theirs first There were kinks, there were flaws in the plans that they didn't realize until later, and then when KU had their facility built, they looked at Ahern and they said, oh, you know, we could do that better, so maybe in the long run, he did get a better facility after.
1: At both universities, students were really passionate about building the new structures. Mm -hmm. What were some of the measures that they took to get uh, new field houses on their campuses?
0: The gymnasium that K-State played in was called Nichols Gym, it seated not they didn't have enough seating to take care of the amount of fans that wanted to come watch the games. So oftentimes the students ended up crawling crawling up into the rafters of the building to watch the games. So they're like hanging from the supports in the ceiling, right, to watch
1: Literally hanging from the rafters. Literally
0: hanging from the rafters. And um, at one game uh, against KU... The, there were a lot of state legislators legislators in attendance, as there still are today. Right, as governor's those, kept like, yeah. in in
1: state rivalry. Yeah, it's
0: a big deal. So the students knew the legislators would be there, and they decided to draw attention. They would take a dummy and cover it with blood, or you know, tomato or sauce or something to make it ketchup to make it look like blood, and they drop it on the floor to get the attention of the legislators to let them know, hey, this facility isn't safe. And when they dropped, probably
1: it, not appropriate then, and definitely would not go over well now. Yeah,
0: no. But when they dropped it, they dropped right in front of Fog Allen's feet. So, <laughs> of course, he thought that was pointed at him, and it was a big thing, so maybe that helped fuel the rivalry a little bit. Um, they also held parades and marches to keep the issue at the attention of the legislators, um, and in those parades and marches, they had catchy slogans like, let's have a Cracker Jack Fieldhouse instead of a Cracker Box Coliseum. Uh-huh. I would Go get them, right? <laughs> yeah. And then also, I thought one of the funnier things was that at one of the parades, the basketball team wore nothing but barrels and carried signs reading, we might as well be without pants as a field house.
1: Though Ahern Fieldhouse was built in 1950 and Allen in 1955, uh, the two buildings have uh, quite a similar appearance. And uh, Corman actually explained why that is. Uh,
2: the chief designer was Frank Johnson. Pinky, we call him, because he had red hair. But, and he was a good designer. He designed Field House to look a lot like his old alma mater, uh, the University of Wisconsin, almost a copy of that.
1: So were the plans for A, a- or were the plans for Allen Field House? Were they essentially Ahern's design just beefed up?
2: Primarily, it was still based kind of on the Wisconsin plan. It's, it still had the great big stone gables on the end and a sloping roof, and it was just a lot larger. That was the main thing. They both had clay uh, floors. Uh, dirt floors, mm-hmm. and that was because at that time they were going to use it for uh, oh marching for the uh, uh, military science, and then K State was going to use it for rodeos and track or uh, you know uh, meets or, or contests where they bring animals in and have, mm-hmm. and have uh, judging and all that. Mm-hmm.
1: So, Nikayla, besides a a drill floor and a a rodeo arena, what what is the function of a field house? Because it's different than a coliseum, right?
0: Right. um, A field house serves a lot of different sports. We commonly associate them with basketball, but they were actually meant to serve just about any sport that you'd find on a college campus. For example, they were large enough for indoor football practice and games in the event of bad weather. Baseball teams could could also practice and potentially play in the facility and I know at Allen Fieldhouse the pitchers practiced pitching. They had nets in there where they could practice pitching. They actually did that in the stands. So, and all of this would be going on quite possibly at the same time. The basketball mm-hmm. team and the track team were all practicing together. Um, track athletes could practice both field events, like shot put or javelin in the facility, and runners could practice on a dirt track that surround, surrounded the basketball floor, which here in Ahern, right now, there are people running on. It's not a dirt track anymore, but they are practicing on a track that's in the facility. And more recently, volleyball and tennis have um, used the facilities, and as we learned uh, in the process they could potentially be used as disaster shelters
1: right right uh, well construction of a went pretty smoothly uh, but there were some hang-ups when they were building Allen right, right. Um, what was the hang-up and uh, how did it how was it resolved
0: well by the time the legislature actually approved the funding for Allen Fieldhouse the Korean War had started and um, a large amount of steel was required to support the massive weight of a field house right and steel was one of the items marked for rationing because the military needed it for the war effort. Right. So university officials and the architects and the engineers were concerned that they wouldn't be able to get the steel that they needed for the field house. So to counter this, the university sent a delegation to Washington to lobby the National Production Authority, and Corman talked about how they dealt with this um, shortage.
2: We couldn't get the steel to build it because the, the Korean War had broken out. So we had to redo all the sheets and put on there Instead of a physical education building, I think that's the title of it then. It wasn't named Allen Fieldhouse until later. We had to put physical education building and armory. (laughs) Because they went to Washington and got approval to get the steel during the war. And we made one room, a gun gun room, to store guns in for the military science because they could march in there. Armory was just a ruse to get permission to get the steel.
1: Now let's talk uh, a little specifically about Gentry's drafting table. Uh, We both noticed there was some odd features with the drafting table. That's right. Um, You want to tell us about those?
0: Sure. Um, The first thing we noticed when we were having it photographed for the article online was that the top of it, not only does it raise to an angle, you can raise it completely vertically. And we thought that was a little odd. You know, why would you need a tabletop to flip up completely vertically? Mm -hmm. Um, We also noticed that the top is covered with paper, and that paper has millions of little pin marks, little pinholes in it, and we couldn't figure out why that would be. And then also in the lower right corner, there are numerous coffee cup rings. <laughs> and we thought, okay, well, we all need coffee, right? But that's a lot of coffee. So uh, we asked Mr. Corman um, why these things might be, and here's how he explained them.
2: One of the things you used to do, and I used to have, get real bad back from bending over a drawing board all day. And So one of the things you could do is you can adjust the height up and stand up and draw, or you can, you can tip at different angles, too, and, and that helps. It helps you adjust your back.
1: And yeah. uh, We were talking about this earlier. We noticed there was a lot of pinholes, and what, what are the thumbtacks for? Well, that
2: was to hold the paper down so you could draw. See, there, on the left side would be a solid straight edge, and then your T-square would fit there and slide up and down and then well Practice. we used to drink coffee a lot and 14 <laughs> yeah. hour uh, days of drawing <laughs> well yeah and sometimes you used to have to be all night all we did a lot of all-nighters when i was growing up in those days because you, know, you you it just took a lot longer every sheet had to be done by hand you couldn't uh, you couldn't uh, run it through a computer and print it up and enlarge it automatically like that
1: uh, recently, Allen Fieldhouse uh, was expanded with the addition of the uh, Booth Family Hall, is that right? That's right um, But periodically, discussion comes up about uh, tearing down Allen Fieldhouse Which, uh, not, they didn't tear down Ahern, but they don't really play basketball in here They built a new coliseum No, that's And it's, right. it's at a different location, so it's not used Allen is still used um, What do you think about that?
0: Well, um, K State, of course, they constructed Bramlage Coliseum. And we asked Mr. Corman what he thought about that, and here's what his opinion
2: was. I tried to talk the president and the athletic director at K State out of building new Bramlage when they did, because I said, you're going to lose a lot of tradition. Yeah. You need, you need to add on to that somewhere and save all that tradition. But the athletic director wouldn't listen, so he built Bramlage. Uh-huh. And, and they haven't had, they really haven't had a good team or a good crowd there sense seemed like.
1: So what do you tell the Chancellor when people say uh, you need to build, you need to tear down Allen Fieldhouse and build a bigger facility?
2: You're not going to whip out <laughs> plans, are you? Uh, no. no. read it. I gave you a copy of what i say. It's just right, right, right here. It's the next page. There, what? Right this is your here. opinion? That's what I say.
0: <laughs> we kill everybody that asks about that.
2: <laughs> <laughs> and I Uh-oh, said, on the sure next page, I said, and we shoot him and bury him underneath the floor. <laughs> yeah. Take
0: a bite of this apple, Mr. Corporate
1: All right, Rebecca, what time is it?
0: It's time for Six Degrees of William Allen White.
1: Right. And helping me today is Rebecca Martin, uh, the museum's assistant director, and Nikayla Zimmerman, the assistant registrar. And Nikayla, you have the solution to the uh, challenge from last episode, which was to connect William Allen White to the legend of Zelda. But before we get to that, Rebecca, can you quickly quickly tell us again who William Allen White was? Uh,
0: well, William Allen White was a world-famous, and I mean world-famous, editor from Emporia, Kansas, which is kind of hard to believe nowadays. But he's a small-town newspaper editor, won the Pulitzer Prize, uh, hobnob with presidents, world leaders, and he's almost forgotten today, which is really a shame.
1: All right, Nicaela, what is the connection? Um, between William Allen White and the video game, The Legend of Zelda.
0: Okay, well, William Allen White had a son named William Lindsay White. Right. And William Lindsay also White... Also a writer. Also a writer, um, author and newspaper man. Um, he was friends with John Passos, who was another author. Both of them were um, war correspondents during World War II. Then uh, John Passos was... Um, friends with Zelda Fitzgerald, who was the wife of the author F. Scott Fitzgerald, also a what, last generation what? author.
1: Zelda Fitzgerald. Zelda Fitzgerald.
0: Hmm. The guy who created the man who created the video game The Legend of Zelda, his name is uh, Miyamoto. He heard Shiguru about Shigeru Miyamoto,
1: the father of modern <laughs> gameplay,
0: also known for um, Super Mario Brothers. Uh, anyway, mm. he uh, he had heard about Zelda Fitzgerald, and he thought the name sounded pleasant and significant, so he named the princess in his video game, The Legend of Zelda, after Zelda Fitzgerald. Yeah. So
1: from William Allen White to the Legend of Zelda. Yeah. All right. And have
0: you both played The Legend of Zelda? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Well, yes, I, I hear Nikayla is really a game playing. <laughs>
1: She's cool. a gamer.
0: She's a gamer. Yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. Well, I've not seen anymore. her more. No. Oh, yeah. Don't lie. I've seen you set up LAN parties and you're you're playing.
0: Well, uh, I still I still play on my original Nintendo from when I was a kid. Oh, wow. First generation. Yeah, I'm hardcore.
1: So the challenge for uh for the next episode is uh, connect William Allen White to the lunar landing, and uh, your clue is, um, Michaela, what's the clue?
0: The clue is park your car in Harvard Yard.
1: Right. Park your car in Harvard Yard. (laughs)
0: Thanks for that translation for us Midwesterners.
1: Okay. Well, thanks, guys. Oh, wait. If you have a solution.
0: Yeah. Did anybody win the tickets from last time? No. I still have them in my office. They're still good, though. Okay. Somebody's got to win the tickets. we
1: still got tickets available.
0: (laughs) And if you're in Maine, Remember.
1: So, if you have a solution um, to uh, to the challenge, if you can connect William Allen White to the lunar landing, um, send your solution to podcast at kshs.org. org. That is podcast with an s.
0: And Merle, this is presu- we have to presume that the lunar landing actually happened, correct?
1: <laughs> yeah, let's okay. let's keep the mirage alive. Okay, good. <laughs> see this drafting table and other objects from the podcast on exhibit at the Kansas State Historical Society. That concludes episode 29. Be sure to join us in two weeks when curator Laura Van Orsdale and I bust some heads and ring some bells as we discuss eight-man football in Kansas. She'll explain the origin of the game and what it means to the small town of Waverly, Kansas, home of the Bulldogs, the 2006 and 2007 state champions. This podcast is a production of the Kansas State Historical Society.
2: behind you. we behind you. And let us please remind you we can send